Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Today's podcast is brought to you by Koya. Organic whole food powders. They're freeze-dried, so they maintain the integrity of basically whole fruits and vegetables at their peak ripeness. So you can get more nutrients jam-packed into your favorite smoothies, your favorite dips, hey, even a glass of water. So, because you are a Just Being Honest listener, we are giving you 20% off your entire order by using code JUSTBEINGHONEST at checkout. So that's 20% off. Go to Koya.org, enter code JUSTBEINGHONEST at checkout. That's being without a G, so that's B-E-I-N. And grab yourself um, some kale, some spinach, some raspberry, and the newest broccoli coming out. But today's podcast, actually, hey, it's with the creator, the founder of Koya. And we're getting nerdy today. We're learning all about the freeze drying process and the complete and amazing benefits it has on your health. We're also talking about why he started the company. It's an amazing story. You're not going to want to miss one second of this. Get your notepads out, click on those pens. We're diving in deep. Deep, deep, deep. So, JBH Podcast is starting right now. Ciao! Hi, guys. This is your host, KB, your health, nutrition, and lifestyle manifestation coach. And this is the Just Being Honest Podcast. As I said before, welcome. Um, we have an awesome guest today. I actually, I think I discovered him via the wonderful world of social media, and we really connected. And then I dove in and found out exactly what he did. And being the little bookworm that I am, I wanted to know more. And knowing more led to wanting to know even more. And once I knew more and more of more, I became just, can I use the word flabbergasted? I would love to introduce to you my guest of the day, of your week, of your month, whenever you're listening to this, how often you are listening to this, I don't know, hopefully five or ten times. But... My guest, Marcus Houtsma. He is the founder, creator, innovator of Koya. And he's going to tell you exactly what Koya is. Um, Marcus, welcome to the JBH podcast. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Um, so, Marcus, Super excited. Koya, let's just dive in. Yes. Let's just rock this. Um, Tell us your story. Tell us just start at the beginning. Tell us your story. Tell us what you were doing before Koya, actually. Sure. Yeah, so I started Koya um, about a year and a half ago now. Um, And before that, I was working at 
a food manufacturing company um, that actually dried fruits and vegetables. Um, so essentially they grow, they dry, um, and then they sell ingredients, um, dried fruits and vegetables as ingredients. Um, so I was working there for about six years. Mm-hmm. And their main processing is called freeze drying. Um, so working there, I just learned a bunch, number one, about fruits and vegetables, number two, about drying them. And yeah, that kind of led me to eventually start Koya. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what made you, was it when you were working at that company that you were like, I could do this myself or you had an idea just working one day or how did that come? So it's more, so actually how it works now, I partner with the company I used to work for. Cool. Um, and they actually dry, like I work with them to dry my products for me. Um, and essentially I'm the brand at the end who's creating the products and selling them to, um, consumers. So we're trying to, uh, use their products and get them in a consumer friendly form. That's useful for, for people. So we do like, uh, right now we have four, vegetable and fruit powders um and they are kale spinach raspberry and broccoli cool and yeah so we're selling them as as a way for people to to add fruits and vegetables to their diet in kind of a simple convenient way okay okay so let me tell you this or let me share this you have a story that goes beyond just working at the food manufacturing company am i right Yes. All right. Correct. So, so go on with that. People need to know yeah. this, and it's it's widely important because I think the mass majority of our audience can relate. The mass majority of the United States, of even the world sure. now, can completely relate, whether they want to admit it or not. Ah, yeah, for sure. So I love sharing the story, kind of behind starting starting the Koya brand. Um, but uh, so it kind of starts with my, my dad and actually my grandpa before him. So my grandpa died of a heart attack um, in his mid-60s, I believe. Um, so when I was still really little, um, so I remember him, but not, not too much. Um, and then um, just a few years ago, my dad um, ended up having to have open heart surgery. Um, and then... A year and a half after that, found out he had colon cancer. Oh my gosh! And had to go through chemotherapy for colon cancer. Um, and through all that, I was working at this company that dries fruits and vegetables, and I was like diving deep into eating more fruits and veg- veggies and what it can do in your diet, um, and just learning through reading books, watching you know YouTube videos. Uh, um, researching nutritional uh, studies that have been done um, and just learning basically what I learned and the kind of overarching idea is the more fruits and vegetables a person can eat, it's going to help you with your health tremendously. Um, So that's where my dad, who has a a pretty poor diet um, and even like our family growing up, you know, we never, we never ate many uh, fruits and veggies. We were kind of, uh, 
Little Debbie snacks, you know, the, the typical American diet, you know, uh, I love Mountain Dew. I drink like one or two a day. Um, and my dad's kind of on a similar diet. Um, so essentially when I started Koya, what I was really trying to do is find a convenient way for my dad to get high quality whole fruits and vegetables into his diet. Um, so that kind of led me to, to to start creating the products and eventually led me to launch the brand. So so let me go back to dad because I know yes. just as much as you do, different generations, different ideas, um, and kind of that role reversal, um, trying to say, well, dad, I want to help you. You should try this or do this. Um, with dad being so used to a certain lifestyle, a certain, you know, round of foods, um, how did you, how did you convince him to try? Was it like starting with your powders or was it with whole foods? Like whole sure. Yeah. Foods? So, so it's kind of, uh, I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of difficult. It was difficult for me to influence him to, you know, eat more fruits and veggies. Um, cause one, you know, I, I, I don't have any background. I didn't have any background other than what I was doing at work. You know, I was, I was reading all these books, um, and learning all this stuff, but you know, two years prior to that, um, essentially I, I, I didn't know much at all about nutrition or any of that. So, you know, here's me trying to convince my dad, Hey, I know if you eat more fruits and veggies, you're going to do it's going to do great things for your health, you know? And he's like, yeah, but you don't know anything about this. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with my doctor's advice and uh, take a drug. go through chemo, which I mean, which was great. Um, but at the same time, my, from what I had learned, I knew that adding fruits and vegetables to what he was doing would be a huge, potentially a huge help for him. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so it was difficult. Like, one for him to understand that I had done um, a lot of research on this and actually a little bit knew what I was talking about, um, not completely. Um, and I, you know, I still am learning so much every day about uh, about fruits and vegetables and just diet in general, as well as um, so so many other things about nutrition. Um, but essentially it would be a huge lifestyle change for him too. You know, um, someone who's gone 60 years of his life, not eating a lot of fruits and veggies to all of a sudden start dealing with the hassle, um, of fruits and veggies isn't easy. Um, you know, there's a, you gotta, you gotta buy fresh fruits and veggies. You gotta prep them, whether you make a smoothie or whether you, you're cooking with them or eating them in some other way. There's a lot of prep work that goes into it too. And, um, you know, you, he did it for like, you know, a week where he would, he would eat more fruits and veggies and then slide back. And I know from my own life too, that happens so easy when you try to do something new. Um, if there's any sort of barrier to doing it, which there always is, it makes it super difficult. So, so my thought with Koyo was to minimize that barrier as much as possible and just make fruits and veggies as easy and as simple as possible. Yeah, and like um, a whole lot less scary because 
like, here's what I think about, like, a lot of our parents, I mean, I'm of the generation of the TV dinner, right? And so, I think when they think of, um, you know, a lot of them grew up in the 50s and stuff, so when they think of veggies, they think of the, excuse me, I mean, Meals on Wheels is a great program, but the smelly Meals on Wheels type of vegetables that are just microwavable, not fresh, have no crunch, you know, have no real flavor to them, just mushy. And so I think that's why a lot of older generations, especially, and we're getting totally on a tangent, but maybe (laughs) even like a common person, I could say, is scared away from fruits or vegetables because they're not eating it from the source. But what you're doing with Koya, and, you know, jump in and correct me if I'm wrong, you are, and I want to learn more about this, so this is really exciting. Um, you are taking the fruit, the vegetable, at its peak, um, at its peak uh, ripeness, I guess you could say, um, and, and, and pausing it, pausing it by freeze-drying it, and then you blend, you uh, powder it um, and to make it easier, ease, more readily absorbable, in, oh, gosh, man, yeah. words, into the products that they want to put it in. Yeah, so so yeah, we try to keep it as we try to keep things as simple as possible. And I'm a huge believer in um, whole foods. Um, so whole fruits and vegetables. You know, you're eating the skins on the tomato, right. the potato, the skins on the apple. Uh, I'm not a huge proponent of juicing, just because you're removing all the Fiber. essentially half of the good stuff from the oh. fruit and veggie. Um, what you so need. with koya. Mm-hmm. The way we dry it is is freeze drying. So take our kale powder, for instance. We literally just take a whole kale leaf. Um, we freeze it and freeze dry it, which essentially, like you mentioned, it, it in simple terms, it presses the pause on on uh, the degradation of the product. Um, so once you remove the water, you basically have a shelf stable product as long as you can keep the the uh, oxygen and water out of it, which is what happens when you package it up. Um, And then you basically have this super convenient um, kale powder that's, you know, basically as nutritious as eating the fresh kale leaf. Um, It's it's as close as you can get to to the fresh kale leaf in a powder form. Um, So that was kind of uh, a big part of starting Koya was, sure, there was a lot of other fruits and vegetable powders out there. Um, but personally, and for my dad, you know, I didn't really trust the sources, especially um, working in, in the, that industry um, and knowing what products were out there. Um, I just wasn't aware of one that I would be comfortable with my dad having. So um, I just you, started creating my own. Can you, can you give us kind of like the inside, like 60 minutes undercover, like... What are the other companies doing wrong that Koya is doing right? You know, you said oh, you sure. felt uncomfortable. So what? What are we? What are? What is the consumer being blindsided by? Like, sure, what, we need to know this. Sure. Yeah. Well, first thing is just uh, the organic side of things. So um, I wanted. I wanted, and Koya is completely organic. So all of our products are organic certified. Um, but secondly, uh, it's very di- when you're do- when you do fruit and vegetable powders, um, 
cost is a big issue. Um, so, I mean, side by side on uh, a store shelf, you have you can have two kale powders, and essentially they look exactly the same, you know. Um, but the difference with a freeze-dried product is when you freeze-dry something, it maintains the cellular structure of the product. Um, so I like to explain it using the analogy of a grape to a raisin. Ooh, okay. um, so, so when you dehydrate a grape, you know, you put it in the sun or you use hot air to dehydrate a grape, it shrivels up, it turns brown, and it turns into a raisin, right? Um, now, that raisin is still, I'm sure, in my mind, the raisin is still very healthy to eat, but it's not nearly as healthy as eating a fresh grape. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you freeze-dry, like if you freeze-dry a grape, it's still a whole grape. Like it doesn't shrivel up. The color is the same. So you're not losing like those antioxidants. You know, the the things that make the grape purple are the antioxidants, the anthocyanins in the, in the grape. Um, those break down under heat and dehydration very easily. When you freeze dry it, you still have that same like vibrant color at the end. Um, and when you do it, uh, so like say our kale powder, if you compare it to another standard dehydrated kale powder on the market that's just been air dried, um, like the, the like in a dehydrator. The, yeah, exactly in a dehydrator. Um, cool. Just the quality of it is way higher. Like you can visually just see the quality is way higher. So basically, uh, is your you are doing like almost like a cold freeze drying, and where a dehydrator is like a hot drying. Yes, exactly. Got it. Um, yes. So freeze, yeah, freeze drying happens at cold temperatures. Um, I mean, you're essentially you're removing the water at just above, right around the freezing point of water. So it's right around 32 degrees Fahrenheit, um, and that's throughout the whole process. So it never gets never gets hotter than that. So in the end, you're left with a product that's been dried through a very cold process um, and has no water in it at the end. Whereas when you dehydrate, you know, you know, when you dehydrate something, it shrivels up, right? Right. And that's because when you, you're adding energy to the water, you're actually breaking down a lot of the cell structure of the of the plant that you're dehydrating. So it, it just shrivels up like the cells literally shrivel up and causing the whole plant to, to shrivel up. And when you freeze dry something that doesn't actually happen. Wait, so are you almost like when you, now I'm like really intrigued. So like, uh, like a raisin. Yeah, I hope I'm not getting too technical. No, but like, when a, like a raisin. Let's go back to the raisin. So are you kind of yeah. like killing it in a way? Like killing a lot of the cellular structure that like is really beneficial? Because I know raisins obviously have more sugar content than a grape, right? Am I right? I mean. Uh, I, that's not. Well, technically not quite right. It's just compared to the amount of, so like a grape is like 90% water, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so a grape is 90% water or raisins 10% water. So you're not increasing the amount of sugar in it. You're just taking away that 80% of water. So when you when you compare a raisin to a grape, the sugar content's going to be the same. But, I mean, when you eat a grape, it's going to fill your stomach a lot more, right, than eating a raisin. Mm-hmm. Got it. So it's going to be more satiating. You're going to be getting that 
all that water as well when you eat the grape that you won't get when you eat the raisin. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's necessarily killing it. Um, I would just say it's, it's, it's degrading it. You know, I think raisins are super healthy to eat. And I think, um, at least compared to what, what most people are eating. Um, but I don't think it's as healthy as eating a fresh grape, you know? Yeah, correct. Got you on that. Um, okay. So, so and, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, so when it came to, um, products on the market, like I know all the, the kale powders on the market are that degraded kale. And I also know a lot of them come from China, um, which is just known to have heavy metals in the soil, um, particularly lead because they've used unleaded gasoline for so long over there. Um, It's just worked its way into the soil and works, works its way into the plants that grow in the soil. Um, So I know, I know that most of the, the low cost, dehydrated vegetable powders come from China. So when I say I wanted my dad to, uh, you know, after my dad went through cancer, I want to get him the highest quality fruits and veggies he can get, you know. If he's only going to be eating uh, a a few of them, I want him to be as highly, high quality as possible, you know. Yeah, pack it in there with your powder, right? (laughs) Yes. As much as possible. Okay, so, um, so oh my gosh. So you took a leap of faith, and you started Koya, and you came up with this name. So you, you created the product, or did you come up with the name first? Because I know you already knew how to make the product from your previous work experience. But yeah. tell, us, tell us about wh- where the name evolved. How did it come about, and where were you when you thought of it? Sure. Uh, yeah, so, the, so I was kind of dreaming about starting a business, um, while I was working for that other company still, um, the one that I partner with now. And um, I was essentially just, you know, in my free time trying to come up with names, you know, what products I could do, um, names to call it, and eventually stumbled on the idea that I wanted to name the company after a tree. Um, Simply for the fact that uh, I thought it was like a great um, symbol of what I wanted Koya to be. Um, so uh, I eventually stumbled on calling it Sequoia, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the largest tree in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, looking at business names, there's a thousand other companies called Sequoia. So trying to uh, uh, differentiate a little bit, I also wanted to um, be kind of unique. So I, I just changed the spelling and, and eventually started calling it Koya. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and also another thing too, where, where I wanted the tree to be symbolic, um, was kind of, uh, uh, with growth. So, you know, a tree takes up nutrients from the ground, grows, eventually grows branches and leaves. Um, and the idea was I really wanted to branch out and help people, um, through growing this business, uh, um, you know, in terms of helping uh, farmers, uh, in terms of helping um, other local businesses, people who help me with marketing, in terms of helping with um, companies like the one I used to work for that dries the product. Uh, there's just so many points of, of that you touch when you run a business. Um, so many people you're, you're helping that aren't 
directly related to your company, you know, um, in terms of being an employee or something. But um, it's just kind of a, a cool symbol that I landed on. I love it. I love it. I remember when I was talking to you, I was like, Koya, like, what does that mean? And you were like, explaining yeah. it to me. And I was like, oh, awesome, because it totally makes sense. I mean, you're like, we're all plants, you know, and we're all here to grow. You know, we're not here to yeah. stop or like, you know, we're, it's not called wilt, you know. Um, yeah, right. So, but that, I mean, I think that is fantastic. That's amazing. So when I first kind of stumbled upon Koya, you had, um, because, I mean, you're fairly new. I mean, this is a year and a half in the making. And yeah. you, um, from what I see, you are flourishing. And you, I mean, every day, you know, is hard work. I know just being an entrepreneur myself, you know, it's a lot of hard work and determination. Um, I say keep on going. But what was your first, what did you want first and foremost? Because your first giant powder was kale, Correct. Yeah, actually, um, when we first launched, we were we started selling um, smoothie powders. So they were like a blend of fruits and vegetables. Um, so one was pineapple, kale, banana. Um, and the idea is just add it to water and shake it up, and you essentially have a, a fresh green smoothie where you don't need a blender or anything, you know, on the go. Uh, um, but what we found with customers who are using that product was they were actually just adding it to the smoothies they were making at home. Um, mm. So we kind of evolved a little bit from that because we were selling those for, um, it was a pretty high price point for a smoothie additive or something you add to your smoothie. We were selling those for $5 a smoothie. Um, and what we found is uh, customers, it helped our customers a lot more if we were just providing, say, kale powder um, that they could add to their smoothie um, where they would be at a little bit lower cost. So like we sell our tub of kale powder is equivalent to 30 cups of fresh kale. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so there's 30 cups, thir one scoop equals one cup. Um, and we sell them for twenty five dollars. Wait, so one cup of dollar. one cup of kale. Yes. Okay, so because so that is about, I mean that's about a hundred calories. I want to say. Uh no, so it's fresh kale. Um, it's about it's only about ten calories. Oh, I think. ten calories because I know. Uh, oh no, excuse me, one pound because one pound of yeah, steamed there. kale, one pound of steamed kale is about. 100 yeah, calories but it's so sense, yeah. much fiber um and you're getting right. the whole leaf right are you you're right. not de-stemming them or anything yeah right so i mean we we grind it up to a powder um but i mean essentially if you're making a smoothie you're grinding up the fresh kale leaf as well um but yeah we don't remove like the fiber at all oh i love um, it all the fiber's still in there um yeah, it's the, it's the whole leaf, you know. I love All it. All we take out is the water. So you started with so you started with your 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 and that's why you have prototypes and that's why you have people testing because in all reality, like people probably didn't understand the concept that you understood in the very beginning of taking yeah. that powder and just putting it in water. They're probably like, oh, well, I need my, you know, everything right. else, you know, my full fruit. Yeah. Stuff. So and people, you know, just want they think everything's kind of like a protein powder these days, you know, where they add it to what you already have. <laughs> For sure. 
Um, but I love that. Um, I love kind of what people have transformed it to you. And I mean, people will tell you, your clients, your customers will tell you what you want or what they want. Um, and yeah, so now, sure. so now you have kale, you have spinach additive, uh, excuse me, the uh, adder, I'm going to call them the adders. Um, you have raspberry and you have broccoli. Yes, actually, we're just launching the broccoli this week, so I know. Very I'm highly intrigued <laughs> by the broccoli because, like, people will probably be like, "Oh, I don't want that in a smoothie." But what they could do, I mean, I'm going to put out my little um, food recipe person out here. I mean, yeah, you make pesto with it, like a broccoli pesto. You make, right. um, yeah, you make like, a, a, like add this, do like a broccoli and nutritional yeast and. Um, you know, make like a sauce that way for like spring rolls, you know? So I'm giving you all sorts of ideas here, my guess. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, sh I should yeah, share a love, recipe on the blog. I'll, I should share a recipe with you guys on the blog. Um, that would be awesome. Um, okay, so next steps for your business. Do you just want to keep adding more or are you still doing focus groups? Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to grow. So we're coming out with new products. So we're doing the broccoli. Um, we feel like we've found, um, something that people, that is, that is helping people actually, you know, people are seeing value in the products. So we're, we're, well, one, we're working on trying to get them, get our products to more people, but we're also working on a new products that can, um, that would appeal to other people. Like we're doing, we're working on a, a new organic beet powder. Oh, um, people like which that. Which beet is, beet's pretty popular in the, you know, athletic world. People are taking beet for nitrates and nitrates and nitric oxide. So, um, we want to make, we want to create the, the highest quality beet powder on the market. So we're working, uh, we're growing them, you know, in the U S and, processing them uh freeze drying them and we're gonna do whole beets so it'll have like even the skin on it um which is kind of unique uh, but i mean beets like potatoes you know most of the nutrients the minerals are in the skins and uh those usually get thrown out um, but in a powder it's kind of kind of cool you can uh you can keep them in and, and get that health benefit. Cause it can be a little tough sometimes, you know, a, a beet skin can be a little tough to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, but with a powder we can include it so you can actually get the, the health benefit of eating that as well. Let me so, ask you, let me jump in here because now yep. I'm really, really intrigued. Where do you get <laughs> your, where do you get your produce? Where do you get the, what's your source? I mean, you don't have to yeah, like say so, like, Oh, it's this farm, you know, located at this GPS location. But who's your go-to, and how did you find them? Sure, yeah. So it's kind of um, it's kind of all over. So uh, we try to do as local as possible, right? So um, so it's kind of tr it's kind of difficult to actually do when you're as small as we are um, to source things locally and have them dried, um, especially freeze dried, because um, it's kind of a unique process. Um, so essentially to start out, we try to one, work with a company that I previously worked at and, um, use their sources. Um, so like our kale, actually the, the company I used to work at actually grows the kale that we purchase. Um, so they, they grow it, they freeze it, they freeze dry it and powder it, and then we package it. And, um, so it's kind of all done. Um, usually 
they grow it in Illinois. Occasionally, they'll um, have to do it in California when it's out of season in in the Midwest, you know, in the winter. Um, but yeah, we try to work it with as locally as possible um, as we can. And you know, the the we're really small right now, so it's kind of difficult to go to a farmer and say, hey, can you grow this stuff for us to freeze dry? Um, But that's kind of the ultimate vision um, would be to partner with local farmers and, you know, say, hey, can you grow us, you know, this many pounds of fresh spinach this year and we're going to buy it from you and and freeze dry it into our products. Um, That's kind of the ultimate vision long term. Wait, but so, then right now, you... like for the spinach, we source it from Turkey because that's what was available really? when we started launching the product. But yeah. you... So we get that from the EU, which is not ideal for us. Um, and actually, we've been, we've been talking, and hopefully in two months we'll have – we've got a source for organic spinach that we're going to freeze dry in the U.S., um, and hopefully we'll have that going in, in two months. Um but for now, the, the, literally the only source we could find that was available was out of the EU. Wait, why? Um, from Turkey. Why? Is, is, is spinach in the U.S. not clean? Uh, no, so it's nothing to do with that. It's just basically supply and demand for U.S. freeze-dried spinach. <laughs> Essentially, there's no, there's no demand, so nobody makes it. It's that simple. Okay, so... Interesting. So, like, okay, so say we're in the grocery store. I'm going to pick your brain. Say you're in the grocery store and we're walking down the yeah. frozen food section, right? And you see yes. that there's cauliflower and spinach and stuff like that. Is that freeze-dried? Or is that just frozen? Uh, no, yeah, so that's just frozen. So freeze-drying is essentially taking that frozen product and taking the water out of it. So it's a dry. So when you, you – it's – Freeze dried, right? So you take the water out, you dry it, um, and the process is—it's—it's it's a cool process, but it's kind of tricky to what's, explain. What's the machine called? In a called? non-boring way. Well, what, no, no, <laughs> I don't make bore it, your listeners. Make it glamorous. <laughs> what's the machine called? So you freeze it, and then you put it in like oh, I'm, I'm yeah. I, What is it called? Uh, I want to. Oh gosh, what is it's it called? It's called a, a freeze—a freeze dryer, well, a vacuum. I. I Oh, it is just a vacuum. I just always think of it as like, um, what is it called? Like, not a cryotherapy room, obviously. Um, uh, oh my gosh, dry ice. Dry ice, yeah, um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's not used in the freeze drying process, but um, it's like a, a good way to visualize freeze drying. So, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, I'll get off that subject. Um, <laughs> no, actually, there's a really cool, like, uh, in-house freeze-drying company. So, like, you can buy a freeze-dryer to put on your kitchen counter. What? Um, Wait, I no way. what it's called. Um, I'm Googling this right now. maybe called InHarvest, maybe? Um, and it's, like, a really small, it's, it's, pr- it's really expensive. Harvest um, Right. Yes, that's it. Uh, yeah, they're about so. $3,000. Yeah, those yeah, are and awesome. It, and it's a, it's a, it's a really freeze dry is a really slow process. How slow? Um, so it'll take like twenty four to forty eight hours to dry anything. Um, so it's 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 kind of not feasible on a in home 
basis. Although that company, they're kind of cool. I, I, they're kind of trying to create the market for that. Um, and I think their product's pretty cool. I've never actually used one of theirs, but um, it looks like it works really well. Wait, so how big is yours? Because you obviously have uh, to like kind of hustle and like, you know. Yeah, no, so the ones, the, so I, I work specifically with companies that freeze dry. So they have big, big freeze dryers, you know. Um, it's still like a, it's a, it's actually a batch process. Um, and it's like a thousand pounds in a batch or so, um, of fresh produce. Um, but you know, they're, they're a lot larger than that countertop model, yeah, but it's like the same, same process, same basic process. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So, um, I was going to ask, uh, about the freeze drying. I'm so stuck on the freeze drying. Oh, okay. So let me ask you, I don't know what grocery store you shop at, but recently, and my friend proposed this to me too. She goes, Hey, look at this product. Um, and it was like freeze dried green peas and they were still in their whole form. Um, or blueberries or yeah. strawberries. Is that the same thing? Cause I'm always like, yeah. you, like I'm always thinking, remember that I don't remember what cereal it was, but it was like blah, blah, blah cereal with, um, yes. strawberries. And I'm always like, oh, these yes. are, these, these I are, think post, what I is think it? post does one. Yeah. And I was like, it's like styrofoam. And I'm like, these are not real, but are no. those actually like healthy? I mean, is that the yeah. real form? Cause it looks, and cause I'm like, Oh, they're so vibrantly green. This cannot be good for you. But you were just saying it maintains their antioxidants in their whole color form. So yeah, right. it is the real deal. So correct? yeah, I, yeah, those are a great example. Actually those, so like they don't add anything to those, right? They're just literally freeze dried, like strawberries say, Yeah, you know, they're, they're just as, and the reason they're like styrofoam, like I was saying a little bit earlier with the grape to a raisin. Yeah. Uh, when you when you freeze dry a product, it doesn't damage the cell, the cellular structure. So when it's actually dry, it is. I mean, it's a little bit like styrofoam, right? Because if you think on on the the very microscopic molecular level, you have a like all these empty cells that used to contain water. They now just contain air and whatever nutrients are in each cell, um, but they're still in that same cellular structure, you know. So it's not it's not shriveling up into a raisin. So it, the texture is kind of like styrofoam a little yeah. bit, yeah. Um, until you add water back to them, and then the texture is basically like the fresh fruit. So I was yeah. just eating some. Uh, I was just eating some freeze dried apple pieces uh, yesterday, and I was I don't know I just shocked or reminded again how cool it is because you put yeah. a, a dry apple piece in your mouth and for let sure. it sit there for a minute oh. and then it's literally like a fresh apple you know for sure no i remember in the asian section um they have like the dried uh mushrooms and stuff and i'm always like oh it looks so funky but now that i come to think about it it is and it's also kind of like seaweed you know like in the in the yeah. Asian section. Okay, so now that's really cool. So I'm gonna experiment now with those like yeah. freeze dried uh, like green peas and set them in water and see what happens. It's like a sponge. Yeah, perfect. Cool. Yeah, they're um, super. I mean, they're essentially as healthy as the fresh. They're super super healthy for you. And you can cool. see. If, I mean, even just looking at them from the color of them. Great. Um, you know, they aren't. You. I mean, maybe check the label to make sure they aren't. But usually, they aren't adding anything to yeah. those. Like. It's just 100% freeze-dried strawberry pieces or, cool. or green peas. Um, okay, so 
back to you and back to Koya. Um, what are some of your favorite recipes to make with your products that our listeners can kind of like get inspired by when they purchase your products? Sure. Um, yeah, so we, the, the cool part about them is, you know, you can use them in anything. Um, so even places where, you know, you wouldn't probably put fresh kale or spinach, uh, you can sneak in some kale and spinach powder, like, like even like cookies or, or, uh, little snacks like that. Um, but, uh, but mostly, I mean, my favorite way to use them is just in smoothies. Um, so, I mean, fresh kale and spinach is easy to throw in a smoothie, but, um, with our, our products essentially just a convenience item for it. So, you know, if you don't have any on hand or if you end up, you know, you buy, this is how I am because I live by myself, you know. you I buy a, a thing of spinach and end up throwing half of it away. Um, so our, our product's kind of just like a, when it's a convenience because it's just a powder that doesn't need to be refrigerated or anything like that. Um, and to, if you like half or you know two-thirds of the produce out that you buy because you don't have time or you don't get around to eating it before it starts wilting and goes bad um our product could save you from from throwing out product like that now um, what's the shelf life of your but product? yeah my favorite way to use it is just in smoothie i love making smoothies um just like green green smoothies fruits and veggies um sometimes some like nuts and chia seeds um but yeah, that's my favorite way. So you're a smoothie king. Um, yeah. So wait, so what? What is the shelf life of your products? Do they all vary, or do they all kind of? Uh, yeah, essentially they're all like two years. Um, Standard. Now, yeah. when you open them, you know, every time you open it, it's letting in more air, more oxygen, um, moisture in the air. Mm. So potentially it'll um, go bad a little quicker once you open it, and once you keep opening it to use it, but. Um, I mean, if you take a scoop a day or a scoop every other day or, you know, it'll last. And then, yeah, usually the shelf life initially is just two years for quality reasons. Cool. Cool. Um, okay. So let me, let me see what other questions I have. Um, so let me ask you, okay. So do you have any other thing you want to share with our listeners that you're dying to share with? Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I hope I haven't been too, um, like oh, salesy God. on the call. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, yeah, I just get it or like get it too much detail. I get excited about it. We uh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I want everyone to relate with this. Um there is so lack of knowledge and information out there that people just go and buy for pretty labels or they buy because someone or the cheapest product out there or whatever, but they really need to know the information about why we're doing things, why you are producing what you're producing, the story behind it, um, what you can do with it. Cause I have so many people that are like, I've got this, I've got it. And like, literally it sits on their counter. They're like, I'm a buyer, but I don't do, you know? And so it's like, we need information. We need to know about the food industry out there. That's why I have you on here. I need to know, you know, what companies are just marketing schemes out there. You know, the Chinese products, you know, guys, those products have, you know, like lead in them, you know, and... (laughs) come on, you know, like get with it. Like who cares if you're spending five extra bucks, you know, get with it. Um, 
so no, not at all. No need to apologize for that. We are <laughs> so, no, we're so grateful for your knowledge. Um, uh, let me see. I have one more question I want to ask if you have nothing else to add up there. And I also want to ask, can we, and I'll talk to you behind the scenes and we can put it in the show notes. We're going to put all your information, Marcus, on the show notes cool. um, when this goes live. And um, I want to see if we can maybe, you know, get a little special something for our listeners yeah. out there um, to get some of your products um, at a Yeah, J- for at sure. A, we, can, at, we can set that up. Yeah, for the, sure. at a JBH price. So, um, so, last question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, get ready. What's your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. I would say um, straying a little bit away from the nutrition side of things, I think self-confidence. Ooh is integrity and self-confidence. So, um, yeah, starting a business, you know, I've never done anything like this before. Um, and it's kind of a big leap of faith for me in my mind. Um, and I'm having to continually learn and continually tell myself that I can do it. You know, um, you, you doubt yourself all the time when you do new things and when you're learning. Um, but I think having the confidence in, in yourself is, is kind of the, at least for me, the thing that's made me the happiest slash healthiest slash, um, best that I've ever been or felt in my life. Um, is just kind of believing in myself um, and I think if more people believed that, you know, they could do whatever they want or they could achieve anything if they put the, the effort into it, I think uh, people would be a lot happier. I love it. I love it. So, guys, your takeaway from all of this is believe in yourself. No, and it's so true. Believe in yourself. Tell yourself you can do that. Manifest that. Tell yourself. Believe in yourself. I can do this. You know, it stems from the core, and that's the healthiest thing ever. You know, it's going to radiate outwards into everything that you do. So, Marcus, thank you so much. I'm so completely grateful for your time, your knowledge, um, your, gosh, your perseverance on Hoya. You know, Um, I'm excited to share some recipes using your products um, and just speak more highly of it now that I know more and now that my audience knows more. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Keep doing that and keep us in touch with what you're coming out with. um, And then we can share with our audience. And guys, guys, Marcus, I'm sure would love to answer your questions. So please subscribe. Yeah, please subscribe to our Apple podcast. Um, We're on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Subscribe. It's the Just Being Honest podcast. So it's just being honest, being without a G, and um, comment, rate us, review us. What do you think? What do you want to know? Do you have more questions? We'll answer them for sure. Um, Again, it was a pleasure 
and an honor, and I'm super excited to learn more. And um, until next time, guys, this is KB, your health, nutrition, and lifestyle manifestation coach. I look forward to speaking with you soon. Actually, it'll be another week. So we have a new episode that comes out every Monday, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. Once again, peace, love, kiss, kiss, hug, hug. Ciao!